Living in this world filled with hatred and greed What if Yoda was six feet tall and he smoked weed? Foundation for Podcast Recovery To benefit Restaurant Workers Community Foundation This podcast is entitled Dr. Duber's Rare Cryptids It is the first and only episode of the podcast Welcome to episode one uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Dr. Duber. Thanks for signing up for my online class. I'm a professor at Terre Haute University, where I teach in the cryptozoology department, which is about half of the college. Most of that is zoology related. I have some guests here that I am going to let them comment and, and maybe further go on more of their expertise. Um, as we kind of develop this forward. Gentlemen, would you like to introduce yourselves to the uh, stream? Absolutely. Um, You know, I might not be as big of an expert on cryptids as you guys, but uh, my name is Gordon Beely Albright. Um, You know, I really haven't seen that many cryptids in my life, but I'm really fascinated to to see more and see what you've got for us. Um, The only one I ever really saw was when I was a small child, I saw this, I was in my backyard and I saw this crazy like grasshopper. And it was like twice as big as a normal grasshopper, you know? Oh, and wow. I just thought that was incredible. Like I'd never seen anything like that. And to this day, I'm still looking for just crazy creatures like that, but I haven't had much luck. So I'm hoping that you, the experts, can kind of put me on to some of these uh, fantastic beings. I got some very interesting things for you. Uh, let's go to our very special guest, Crest uh, Hucko. The billionaire is with us. Crest, thank you so much for coming. How you fellas doing? I'm doing great. Oh, uh, you got the you know motorcycle helmet on. Is that a precautionary thing or I rode it... in on my bike, so I you know, I just I you know, I forgot to take it off. But uh I'm really happy to be on here to discuss uh you know cryptids and stuff. Uh I'm you know, big time hunting guy. I oh, yeah. uh you know, I've taken everything out from, you know, deer and foxes and rabbits and ducks, frogs, all the way up to, you know, lions, elephants. And uh, I have, you know, they found a mammoth in Siberia that was still alive and living. And I was a guy. I was, it was me. And I took him out. I just had a luger. And that's all I needed. Oh, wow. Only one right shot to the, the mammoth. That's all you need to take oh, yeah. out of them, huh? So I... Next thing I knew, I said, well, where do I go next? Space? I said, no. There's still some more to conquer here. And I uh, I saw this video of this ape man. And he was walking through this woodland, broken down trees and logs. And he looked straight at the camera. And it's an iconic video. And I said, you know, I would pay all the money I have. I'd give $50 billion to have that thing on my wall. The the Bigfoot video is what you're referring. No, the 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 Bigfoot, the Sasquatch. Right, right, right. Where he has a bad back and he can't turn all the. Right. So I don't know if it's old or if it's still alive. But I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Uh, I don't know if it's old and still alive. And uh, if it's alive, it's not going to be alive much longer. If uh-huh. I have anything to say about it. Well, hopefully we so can we assist are. you on finding that creature. I don't know if killing it's the wise move, but, um, you know, all in the name of science. Uh, lastly, a kind of um, professional uh, peer of mine, uh, almost a rival, uh, Dr. Devin Drendel. Devin, thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you, 
so much for having me, uh, Dr. Duber. It is a pleasure. It is an honor to be here presenting with you on the topic of cryptozoology, uh, something which I have uh, spent an extensive amount of time researching. This is very exciting, and uh, we're sort of presenting this to a large group of people. And uh, well, we have a very wide audience right now. I'm very happy. I, uh, I, I, I can't be more excited. I, I can't tell you how uh, wonderful this is going to be. And as we get to introduce people to uh, this wonderful topic. Well, let's get straight into it. Now, you guys may be some experts, but I want to start this off by talking to maybe some people that don't know much. Uh, if you go to the next slide, please. Okay, this is all new to me, so so and, uh, I can't what, wait to. What are cryptids? And it's just a slang word, right? But not like a, a hip hop style. It just means cryptic mm -hmm. animal. They are just animals who haven't been thoroughly researched yet. And hopefully, this hope is that they will be just regular animals soon. That you might have a Bigfoot problem in your neighborhood if we're able to crack the code. A chupacabra might be just a commonplace thing. Uh, we're, so we're, can a cryptid just become a normal animal? And who uh, decides that? Is it is it you? or? Well, it is not me. It is a general scientific consensus of people that all notice that an animal actually does exist. Cryptids if, are cryptic because we don't know if they do. We don't have the proof, right? And you have to prove it, you know? If, like, tigers become really rare and we can't find them anymore, could they become a cryptid? No, because we know that they exist. From history. Well, what if they're so rare we don't know anymore, and then we have to re-find out if they exist? Can that happen? Well, I, I mean, think that's I'm just, just like I'm a potentially extinct animal. I don't think that's a cryptid. Well, if cryptid. you make a, if they find but a if new a dodo came of... back, that would be a cryptid, right? Well, if no one knew about it and they couldn't prove it, but if they prove that the dodo came back, then it wouldn't be a cryptid. Then it's just a bird, right? So if there's a, if there's a new kind of guy, just hypothetically, think of some new kind of guy. Like a Neanderthal? Well, so, I mean, I guess potentially, but some, there's so some new we... kind of guy that they find out about, but we don't know where they are exactly or where we can find proof of them. Was that a cryptid? Well, I think cryptids are typically animals, but if it's a guy that we just don't know about, like, are they like a different species? Or are you talking about just some men that we're not sure if they exist or not? Well, I'm thinking like there's maybe a guy that people could tell you about, but you don't know really if he's a real guy like bigfoot right so if we prove bigfoot exists then he well, just he's just a guy if i may well, step he's in more, here he's more of an ape uh he wouldn't a guy would be a guy and not a cryptid there's many guys that Why we not? haven't met yet because uh as you said they are cryptic animals humans are not animals only. humans are humans uh this is have been researched and this has been proven Numerous times um, by me and some of my colleagues at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, I've met upwards of 100 people. And that doesn't mean that the rest of the 7 billion people that are, exist on the planet, or however many there are, that doesn't mean they are cryptids because I don't know who they are. Uh, yes, exactly. What if no one knew who they were, though? Uh, moving along, there have been many famous animals thought to be cryptid, and they get proven right and become real animals. So let's take a look at some of these success stories of cryptozoology. Animals that we thought were cryptids and weren't. And the very first success I want to talk about is the fabled donkey. 
Now, they reports, there were reports in the early 70s upwards to the 80s that there was a talking donkey in Jacksonville, Florida. He was reported to be very sarcastic but uh, family-friendly. He was confirmed, and they instantly made a movie about him. However, a lot of people have watched the movie Shrek and thought that the donkey was, you know... It's not how the donkey actually is in real life. In real life, the donkey is more of a Captain Jack Sparrow personality. Uh, things about rum and stuff and... You know, uh, kind of like a, a like a sexually enigmous like uh, uh, aura about him. Uh, it was a very charismatic donkey, um, but the donkey had to be put down, unfortunately, because it bit that guy on vacation. And you know, it was lights out for the donkey. Then they just put two in them, dropped them right there. Uh, fortunately, Shrek was already in production, so they didn't want to stop it. But this is a success story. We were able to prove that there was a talking donkey in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, and I do believe it was uh, Crest who was able to put down the donkey as well. Uh, yes. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, that is correct, uh, uh, my friend. I, you know, I was there on vacation, and I happy. I happy oh, you're care. the man that donkey bit. I did not know that. Crest. Oh, I was not the man that bit. The no. man that bit. His name was. His, his name was Guillermo. There was multiple people in Florida going on vacation at that time. Multiple people were bit. A lot of people don't know this. Only one guy died, though. That was, I think that's where that discrepancy is made. But, uh, so I, you know, I always carry my weapons with me. And I was going to just tranquilize it, let the proper authorities handle it. But what I did is I used too many tranquilizer darts. I shot it too many times, and it, it killed it. So. And uh, when you transitioned, when you ran out of tranquilizer darts and used regular bullets, um, did you believe that it was just going to die anyways and you wanted to put it down? Or was that uh, I want, some, yes, was I that an accident? I, I didn't want it to suffer. I wanted it to, um, you know, go out peacefully. Um, it's just a, an animal. It's a donkey. It, it doesn't have, you know, a normal human brain um, like it thinks it does. It just has a donkey brain. And something like that, I mean, they shouldn't exist, but it's not that they're their fault that they do. Well, so, if, there's, if there's anyone at home who feels sorry for this donkey, I would just remind everyone that his legacy was already secure by the movie. He didn't have much more to do in his life, so it's okay. Well, the movie being Pirates of the Caribbean or Shrek, because uh, they based Captain Jack Sparrow off the personality oh, of the donkey. I guess his legacy was doubly secure, so if anything, he should have got shot sooner so that he could go out on top. Well, that's just one of the, the, the many successes we've had. Let's go on to the next slide. Now, to a lot of people, that drawing on the right is going to look like a drawing. But actually, that is a picture. That is a photograph of the parlor bird. It just kind of looks like that. Um, it's known for its incessant chirrup chirrup tree. Um, its twittering and chattering have been known to arouse many a forlorn man awake during the first glow of the new morn. Uh, typically, it haunts people that wear long pajamas, um, that carry around candles in um, a little candle holder. Uh, more of an antiquated thing. You don't really see that many parlor birds around, but they were first written about um, <laughs> mentions of it in Shakespeare and whatnot. But um, there's been a lot of difficulties that kind of come up from the parlor bird. People think a little singing bird isn't going to be a problem, but it, it really sets out to torment men that already have metaphorical problems at their rest, um, especially waking them up early. When I was a young boy, I would try to wake up at the first glow of the new morn in order to see one. 
But I had two problems, is that I wasn't old enough and I wasn't forlorn enough, but I also couldn't get up by the first glow, and it was usually about the second glow by the time I really got out of bed and got out there. So I've still never seen one. Yeah, they're they're rare, um, but trust me, if you ever find yourself in maybe questioning the nature of existence, locking yourself in your study for months at a time, um, the parlor bird will pay you a visit, and we were able to confirm this. It is also um, said that the uh, parlor bird um, can be seen in the corner of Blor and Yonge. Yes, it, it, it has been at Blor and Yonge quite a lot. Um, you know, most of the main, uh, reports we get nowadays are from a, a goal or Toronto. Yonge is another cryptid, actually, I'm pretty sure. Well, if well, it were a street, it would be Young Street. Well, that's up for... I don't think a street can be cryptid. I don't think you're grasping this. Um, he is not grasp. I'm a little frustrated so that we're having him was on. A guy. Say the well, street was a guy, and maybe... We knew about this guy, and you knew he was evil, so you had to find him yourself. Uh, That'd be a I, again, I think you are uh, misinterpreting the cryptid, but we'll continue on. Yeah, let's get a couple more clicks in there. There's a little bit more information on the parlor bird. You can click around um, a bit more. Just click around. Yeah, just click around and enjoy yourself. The bird was confirmed after its unwavering trilling and warbling woke a man so gravely... Uh, he knocked his candle right off his candle holder, and his whole Victorian-era uh, mansion burnt down. Um, it was basically an event that was a living short story. Um, and uh, the man died, and the bird is currently in jail. So, you know, um, that bird has been taken care of. They live a long time like parrots do, so they really can attach themselves to one single man and then torment him for a lifetime. The Ohio Car Man. Now, the Ohio Car Man is a wonderful success story um, because a picture of it will come up here, and its silhouette was only seen. And nobody knew what the hell the silhouette represented because it's such a confusing-looking person. Um, he appears to be a man without a shirt with arm cannons on his shoulder, and his feet and uh, arms are attached to two big wheels. Um, so it was up and down Ohio, driving down the road. It really tore it up. And nobody understood the big wheel tracks, and nobody understood what the fuck was going on. But they were able to catch it with a Looney Tunes-style trap, um, and they were able to prove he was the Ohio carpet. Well, I could, I, could, I could potentially catch up to this guy. So this is one of the guys I was talking about. Oh, okay. okay. I could catch up to him on my bike. And if I could get him with a like a, a net gun, or maybe I mean, well, if he causes any guy exists, so he's a guy that would be murder. I would say you if cannot he was a cryptid, kill him. It would not be murder. One you can kill a cryptid, but you can't kill this guy. They caught him. They gave him a social security number and everything, and just really, you know, what are they going to do? Arrest him for driving around? So he still drives around Ohio to this day. He's never. So does he have a job, or does he contribute anything to society? I I do believe that unless a cryptid injures someone, you are not allowed to eliminate it. Well, I think you're allowed to eliminate any beast cryptid if it scares you and you're defending. So let's say you meet a parlor bird and you just happen to have a handgun, maybe a nine millimeter. 
you're able to blast that bird if you're able to prove to the court that you were scared. So, like, when I saw that big grasshopper, I could have stomped that sucker. But I was too in awe of its majesty, so I, I didn't. if you stomped a grasshopper as a child, you would not go to jail for that. I believe okay, you would I just died. wanted to confirm that. I believe the jail children go to is called a juvenile detention center, so you would not go to uh, jail. I don't think he would go to juvenile detention either for stomping a grasshopper. We really weren't able to prove what it was. Well, we don't know the kinds of rules that grasshoppers have in their society. They might have put a warrant out for me if I did it. And a real quick note, the Ohio car man started out as a normal man, Joey Dabbs, a.k.a. Mr. I Love My Truck. And he loved his truck so much he was able to successfully merge with his truck on August 8th. So the Ohio car man is another success of cryptozoology and research. Moving on. The pit bull. Everyone knows pit bulls now. Pit bulls are okay. Everywhere. I've never seen this before. Now this life. is one of our. Yeah, now this is all right. This is the biggest like, success guys, in crypto. Are you crypto. sure yes. these were proven to be real? These were yes. proven to be real. Yes, this is. Uh, this was a I major never find. In a million years. No, oh, these these are a hundred percent real, right? Uh, they're first mentioned in the Old Testament, in the Book of Judges, and they are demons who get summoned by the foreign gods of the Ammonites. Um, Brutal, brutal depictions in there. Uh, they were mentioned in Dante's Inferno, where pit bulls ran the circle of hell that punished unbaptized children. Uh, there's depictions in that of pit bulls just pretending to be friendly, family-friendly for years, and just snapping one day. And, uh, yeah, they were confirmed in 1932 uh, after a pit bull uh, kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. It was uh, quite a gruesome event. And there's another pit bull right there in the corner. Um, that yeah, was a uh, more recent find? Now. So where do you find these? Like, are they deep in the forest with, you know, your Bigfoots and your other cryptids? Or, like, I, I just don't know where I should even find uh, If you are looking for a pit bull, I would suggest um, checking out Dade County, Florida. <laughs> That is where they are typically found, um, yeah, specifically around the city of Miami. They tend to uh, gravitate. Now, from what I understand in my inner circles, pit bulls are often um, around young children. Uh, if you leave yes. your yes. infant child on the floor, they'll usually come and uh, protect that child, and you can leave them alone with that child to babysit them. And um, they can be guardians in a way. Well, yeah, you know, They're, temporarily. They will, um, they will guard your house. Um, that is correct. Uh, they will not uh, protect anything inside of that house if it happens to be uh, small and human. Right. Um, uh, what is uh, typically, uh, you know, pit bulls also, a.k.a. Uh, Dale, um, they uh, have a uh, tendency to sort of rip apart and hurt smaller things than them. So it is not advised. I, I would not advise I it, but I believe I believe uh, I, I, everyone can do what they will. And you're going to uh, need Dr. Devin oh. Drendel. Can you tell me the significance of the phrase Calle Ocho? What does that have to do with these cryptids? Well, that is a uh, typical phrase associated with pit bulls. Um, you know, one, two, three, four. Uh, there's a, a certain uh, je ne sais quoi. I would say that the pit bulls possess, and uh, that would uh, 
be sort of represented in past in the history. And you know, as we said, we they were confirmed in 1932, but they have been rumored um, for pretty much as long as man has been alive. Uh, right, the they the have, yeah. Aztecs and the Mayans have great representations of them all over. Yeah, they were able to find a few skeletons um, that existed back upwards of a hundred thousand years, but nothing modern. So it was always, you know, uh, you know, are these just rumors? Are these just maybe normal, happy, family-friendly dogs? Um, but we were able to prove it, and now yes. pistols have become a daily part of our life. Yeah, and um, they have officially been classified. If you are a police officer, they are a daily part of. Again, I have to disagree, but I'm glad to be learning about these majestic beasts. All right, what's on the menu, boys? We have a lot of new cryptids, a lot of new weird stuff to cover. Um, I'm not going to be covering really anything at the bottom there. You got a Warple Tinger, you got a Loch Ness Monster, you got a Bigfoot, and then you got a, uh, I believe, in the bottom right corner, uh, that is a, uh, I think that's a Skunk Ape right there. And those things stink, but a lot of these stink, and a lot of these are pretty gross. So I will say, if anyone is uh, weak of stomach, uh, maybe don't eat a wet meal right now, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. This is uh, not the time. Not the time. No, I know you said you didn't want to field any of those, but I wanted to comment. The, the Loch Ness Monster, as I understand it, was a picture that a Scottish man took after he threw his tea kettle into the water. You could see the spout sticking out of the water. Yeah. And he, he, he told everyone that it was a monster. Um, well, I would refute that by saying you are presuming that a uh, Scot would have the wherewithal to do that, to throw a teapot into the water and take a picture of it and attempt to trick anyone else. Uh, a Scot would typically take a picture of the teapot without throwing it in the water because they would not want to go into the water to go get it later. I, I would agree with uh, with the doctor's assessment there, Chris. Uh, let's go ahead and push this along moving forward. Vagaries of the future can only be seen by the infinite possibilities of there with the with wherewithal. And that's a quote from me. I just, I, I wanted to kind of attribute that because I'd hate to write something cool there and everyone kind of takes my words from me i'd like a report of quotes if anyone would like to upload that to wiki quote or any of the big quote websites uh inspirational quotes i feel like that could really be there but you kind of i mean the biggest part of the quote game is you know getting somebody behind i must say the uh use of single letter <laughs> And the PowerPoint oh, yes. in a, in an academic presentation is, it's beautiful. I wanted to, you know, I wanted I appreciate to zest. It. And you know, the, the it makes it a lot easier having, to read. I can read it word by word. The problem I was having is that uh, uh, it was going too fast, so I picked the slowest setting, so that it would really draw out. It gives it, it gives you time to read. I'm still working on this first this first part, but uh, you guys, you know, don't wait up on me. All right, I just so want to make sure I cover all of it. The Arkansas Gun Beast. Now, this is a very fun, a very promising cryptid. Um, you know, when you have multiple descriptions from people who don't know each other and the descriptions are all similar, then really you start to have something that excites you as a doctor of cryptozoology. Um, it was first spotted in the southern Ozarks by a man reportedly cross-eyed from Jugwater. 
I don't know what that means or what jug water is down there, but you know, it seems like if he's drinking water, you'd a clear head. Um, it was spotted after, near. Oh, you know, ahead. after we were talking about the the Loch Ness monster, I'm kind of wondering if there could be a cryptid in the jug water, the way that the Loch Ness monster was in the lock. <sighs> Moving along. All right, it's a controversial cryptid because, you know, that guy saw it and he only owned overalls for clothes. I don't know why that matters, but a lot of people use it as a reason to debunk it. But this is a lot of attention online, um, especially in the very active DVR and fan fiction community. Um, the, the legs on the gun beast are very feminine, humanoid legs. They're fair, completely hairless, smooth, a nice sheen healthy skin, uh, vibrant, um, beautiful set of uh, legs on, on that thing, not going to lie. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you look up the Arkansas Gun Beast, make sure you have safe search enabled because the first results are typically um, erotic in nature. And go ahead and move on to the next slide. I do believe it has uh, frozen. Oh! <laughs> Is that bad? Oh, there it is. Oh, nice. That is a uh, picture of the Arkansas Gun Beast. You'll notice the the humanoid legs, which, like my colleague, Dr. Duper said, it is very feminine. It gives you the impression that, wow, I would love to see where those legs go. Do they go all the way up? I'm not not sure. It's it's a nice high-heeled shoe. Go up to where? Uh, it appears uh, they go to the trigger. Well, they that's go all that the, way, is... the, the legs go all the way up. <laughs> and you, you know what he means, and I know what he means, and I don't feel like maybe we should. We don't need to get into more. this in an academic conversation. Moving on. Just trying to understand. All right, let's keep going on the Arkansas Gun Beasts. Um,. You know, there's a Gun Beast Con that takes place every June at the La Quinta Inn in Little Rock, and women will participate from the local hooters by covering the top half of their body in a gun outfit, and then they step around in some swamp water. It's a very popular event. Um, Spike TV did a whole thing about it. Um, really had some good good coverage for uh, the cryptozoology community. And you can see the right there a depiction of a possible male Gun Beast what that one would look like, where the leg placement might be. Um, completely different type of thing. Yeah, and this is just a, uh, like, it's an artist depiction. Uh, it has not been confirmed. So this is just what a male version of the Gun Beast could be. Right. And the bottom right is another photograph that was taken. It's just really blurry, and I put it there because it just kind of pisses me off. I don't know why we're still getting so many blurry photos. Um, everyone has, like, a cell phone. You know, people are still going out there and spending all this money on cryptid gear, and they're taking these dirty Kodak, you know, cameras that, you know, they don't even clean the lens, and they just shake it around and snap stuff. I think the number one thing you got to invest in as a cryptozoologist is a good camera, and I really want to emphasize this, because I'm just really sick of getting these pictures. Um, Yeah, um... So the leading theorist on this is Artemis Stink. He's currently in jail. Um, he was mostly a DVR guy, but he also commissioned a lot of the, the theory of why the uh, uh, female gun. All right, moving along to the Michigan Dog Man, which I think. Oh, here we go. This everyone's... is 
a little familiar. Hot on my list. Hot mm-hmm. on my list. Yeah, Crest, you a big fan of the Michigan Dog Man? I, I love the Michigan Dog Man. I think that if I get him, he's getting, you know, first things first, photo with me. All of you guys going to be with me. You know, I'm not leaving anyone out. Stay at my place up in the U. And uh, we're going to stuff him. Um, I'm not sure if I want to full stuff him or have the head on the wall, but I'm thinking the full stuff, have him in the pose center of my, my bedroom where he's going to be. Because I want to wake up, I want to see him. I don't want to wake up, I want to point my gun at him. I want to... I wake up, I wake up like this. I wake up with this right here. And I I go like this, right at it. (laughs) I say, good morning. Oh, wait, you're dead. Fuck you. Well, that seems like a... That thing loaded? (laughs) Yeah, he just shot it. You can hear it. All right, so the Michigan Dog Man was first spotted by a ghost who was a Confederate soldier. Um, it's not a werewolf. I keep telling people this. It's not a werewolf. It's, it's not, a dog. The Dog Man. It's not a werewolf, right? They both have canine heads and claws and elongated limbs and can stand in a humanoid fashion. But the Michigan Dog Man has a big female following the same way the Arkansas Gun Beast has a big male following because the Dog Man has very visible cut 12-pack abs. Um, hairless, the only hairless part of his body. So there is a lot of fandom with the Michigan Dog Man along uh, women, particularly white women. Um, the Dog Man is not <laughs> circumcised, and that's why we think it's more beast than animal. It's not a circumcised animal at all. And I know most animals aren't circumcised. I think nearly all animals aren't circumcised. Hey, well, that, hence the classification. That is, that is that why the classification question. exists. I wanted to ask you, experts, where does a cryptid go to get circumcised if that's something that it's interested in, either for its faith or some other reason? I think that would be the cryptid's problem. Um, I, I'm really, well, I don't want to think about that. If you are if you are going to bring faith into it, then yes, you would go to a moyle. Um, if it's just a purely cosmetic, then you would go to a hospital. I don't want to answer any more questions on the dog man being circumcised. I'm grossed out now. Let's move on. We will move on. All right. Now, the big piece of evidence with the Michigan dog ban is the Gable film, right? It's the only known recorded evidence of this beast. Crest, I'm sure you've seen it many times. Yes, I've studied this this particular video many times. Uh, I don't care for the music in it. I, I mute it, but... You know, just watching it is right. chilling. The the idea that this thing is out there and moving about and, you know, potentially snatching up teenage girls, um, he... Well, he, text, texting them, snatching them up, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a bleak animal, and hopefully we're able to get some attention. We can start going out there, and guys like Crest can hunt it and take it down. I would also... Uh, excuse me for interrupting, but if you are in the audience and you are scared, it is not shameful to avert your gaze if these pictures or now these are just granted these are just pictures but if you are feeling terrified at the michigan dog man it is okay to avert a big thing we do to tell people there's a lot of stuff that's scary in cryptozoology a big thing you can do when you're scared and don't want to look at something is you can place your eyes over or your hands over your eyes like this you can (laughs) just shake you just shake it out you shake it out if you have fingernails you can bite them the uh on them like that 
the one of the bonuses of putting the hands over the eyes is that uh, no one can see you as well. You virtually disappear. So that right. is uh, also effective. So feel no shame tactics, if you need to do uh, this. A lot of these tactics were pioneered by a 1970s group of uh, four cryptozoologists and one cryptozoologist. Uh, they were called Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's what all five of them. Yeah, they did a lot of good work. So in the video for the Gable <laughs> film, there is a, 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 you know, the dog man is moving at upwards of five miles an hour towards very scary stuff. And the song Controller by the rapper Drake plays. And, and, and people have argued about this. We're not sure if that music was happening, being played in the forest, or if an editor added it later. But that's currently the only known footage. Now... Locals have told me, and I haven't confirmed this myself, but they said that if you leave a fresh scratcher on your back porch, it'll keep the, the dogman away. I mean, he may come, and it'll disappear the next morning, but it's enough to keep him from trying to come into your house. That's right, and we're moving along to Momo the Monster, a Missouri monster, and I want to say again... A lot of immaturity. This thing is not Bigfoot. Momo the monster is not Bigfoot. Yes. People will see it. They're both incredibly tall. They're both covered in hair. But here's the difference. Momo smells like shit. And I, I hate to say it like that. There's no other way to put it. It's super, super gross. If, if you are eating anything right now, I want you to make sure it's very dry and not nasty. Because this is puke city here with Momo. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. I hated it. The uh, smell of Momo is very pungent. Uh, it has been known to make even the most uh, hardened cryptozoologist immediately puke out their guts. Yeah, puke. Um, it's it's a lot of raw egg, like sulfury eggs, mixed with just good old-fashioned human shit. Yeah, uh, imagine, if you will, a man dressed up as the Joker and a woman dressed up as Harley Quinn, and they just start going at it in yeah, a they just uh, start doing it in like a this. in a very small room, un uncirculated with no circulation of air. Yes, very is it small. summer? Is it summertime? Yes, it's summer and it's humid. It's humid, but they got the heat on. The heat is yeah. on and the windows are closed. And it's an eight by ten room. The uh, they have an air mattress that is partially Do they deflated. Have any water in there? Do they have anything to drink at all? In the there, uh, there is a warm Doctor Thunder can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the only real liquid in the room, and just imagine those two people copulating sexually, yes. doing good, not even anything weird, just good old fashioned P and V sex. Just sort of rubbing their pelvises against each other, yeah, if just you will. The, the kind of smushing and the clapping. And it's going to make the room stink. How it's long? How long are they salty. going at it? How long are, are we talking? Oh, here? we're oh. talking about a real fuck sesh, like maybe thirty minutes of just nasty. like sting, like at a tantric, yeah. like eight nasty, hours. Nasty. She has to go to the boring. hospital. I I would yeah, not describe yeah. it as tantric, um, but they are going for an extended yeah. period of time. It, we're talking multiple yeasties developing in just one single fuck sesh. It, it it's going to smell like. Like a guy who doesn't do dishes at the food, like the food at the very bottom of the. It's 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 terrible. Um, there were some promising leads with the Hamburger Brothers. Um, they hunted the creature across four states for two weeks. Um, they ran out of meth and they weren't able to continue. But they sent in evidence of hair samples, foot impressions, tracks, 
But you know, it was a false uh, false reading. Something must have went wrong because it was just a Hungarian man, is what all the tests said. But um, you know, we're not using that lab anymore. We're going to try a new lab. Hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, we'll find them. All right, moving on. Continuing on, Momo. Um, just more yeah, about the smell. We I we more about the spell. Um, it's really just the smell is his biggest thing. Well, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of explanations of Momo early on when the first settlers came to Missouri in the 17th century, but they're all too racist. We can't write. We can't even use any of that. We can't even anecdotally mention it. It is some of the most powerful, virulent, virulent, condensed racism you've ever seen in your life. Um, but. Below, and then again, if anybody's feeling any kind of grossed out or, or nasty, or they might rowl for upchuck or puke their guts out or, or spit, uh, you may want to look away or close your ears. The same way this can be effective of covering your sight, um, you can always plug your ears like this and say la 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 if you don't want to hear something. It's another thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, it smells like a guy's long nuts, like we're talking eight inch long nuts which eight inches doesn't sound like a lot but on nuts holy smokes Very large. Some long nuts yeah um capers and olives mixed with like the long nuts uh, uh hot trash some people say it smells like little dog nuts yeah maybe um, like maybe like kind of like a four local can that was half empty and like left at the bottom of your car floor under some bags of mcdonald's that your friend stuck back there it's super and gross. it's been sitting in there since last summer Maybe there's some cigarette in there too. Yeah, it's gross. I don't care. I, it seems just it's disgusting now. I don't want I don't want to talk about it. So I know this isn't about the Momo in particular, but I'm thinking about that big grasshopper I saw when I was a kid, and it just smelled like a normal grasshopper. Do you think it could have been a normal grasshopper, or was it a cryptid? Now the skunk ape is not the same thing as Momo. Um, it's big and covered in hair and it stinks as well, but this one's in Florida. Again, we don't need to get into the specifics of it. It's got a lot of the other names, Swamp Cabbage Man, Swamp Ape, Florida Bigfoot, Shitfoot, Piss and Shit Man, the Piss and Shit Ape, and it's rumored to respond to the name Gary Travis. Um, that was in our research for like 20 years, but it turns yes. out to just be the friends of Gary Travis who were pranking a man. Uh, both pranking Gary Travis and the and cryptozoologist yeah. community, uh, which is unappreciated. Makes us kind of look like a bunch of boneheads that we can't see in obvious. And I don't want to talk about the skunk ape anymore. It's disgusting. Uh, talking about smells is immature. And if the skunk ape exists, I just want Crest to kill it. I think that's the only right thing to do. I mean, I would love to go to Florida. You know, I was down there. That's where I took out that donkey. Unfortunately, yeah. um, his life was... You know, it was going to be short either way, but it was ended a lot shorter. If if I were to go get the skunk ape, I'm thinking that I would probably need a helicopter to probably scout out there. You know, those big fan boats in the Everglades, too. Um, and I'm thinking that I'd probably want to go melee. I'm thinking with oh, this yeah. thing, yeah. I want to, you know, go hand-to-hand -hand maybe with it. I want to probably choke it. Well, you need a big clothespin to put over your nose. It, it it does stink. I I would probably wear like a like a dubstep mask to you know breathe through. Oh, that that's what those are called. The ones that uh, nurses and doctors are using, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right, let's move along. Let's get to the ABCs. Right, everybody knows their ABCs. 
But in this time, it means something different. And I will tell you, just keep on clicking through it. There we go. Okay, keep on clicking through it. Right? ABCs. Well, we're adults. We don't know. Alien big cats. There we Got go. Got you. Tricked you. We're All here. Right? Hope, you're, wow. hope you're paying attention. Wow. I was thinking of the alphabet. Uh, that's that's how I I started singing the song in my head. You know, I, 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 I've known that song forever. Well, it's one of your favorite songs. The thing is, it's like I always forget the lyrics. Like it gets stuck in my head. I'm like A B C D. And then I like for, I gotta like you know go, I'm like what song? And I gotta like look up. I'm like what song is that again? And I the can't. problem is it's derivative of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So there's two sets of lyrics, and you kind of. But it's also Baba Black Sheep, which came I, before I, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Baba C D Little Star, like it always gets jumbled up. You know? I, yeah, 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 yeah. When you're at a concert and the the band starts playing the ABCs and. People that don't even know the words try to sing along, and they just mess it all up. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the alien. I mean, I like the karaoke that the ABC the alphabet song because they have the lyrics on the screen. So you go, you're drunk with some friends, you get a nice room, you get some uh, soju, um, which is a Chinese beer, and you drink that hot. And you, you sing, you know, the alphabet, you sing Ring Around the Rosary, you sing Pop Goes the we uh, Weasel. Excuse me. Fuck. Um, I'm not used to publicly speaking. I'm usually out in the, the wilderness. And, you know, my company, everyone usually is, uh, you know, uh, you know, taking care of stuff for me. All right. So, so the British big cats, I'm getting back to it, right? Keep so, on track. All right. These are going to be big cats that have been sighted in Britain. Um, and I will say we don't take them as seriously as other cryptid sightings because they're made by British people. They have dry scalps and wet little mouths and it's just crawling with bacteria. And honestly, I don't, I don't like thinking about British people. It's another type of smell situation. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. So the Beast of Exmoor is supposedly this four to eight foot long I yell, puma or panther. Um, and it attacks sheep and these awful sheep of Cornwall and the cross-eyed men that watch over them. So if it exists, it's kind of a hero wrecking havoc in Britain. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's small. A lot of accounts of it say it's like small, like the size of like a, a like a, like a, like a damn like house cat. So it's kind of amazing that they would be scared of it. It's kind of embarrassing for people in Britain. So then we have the beast of Bodmin Moor. Uh, one thing about the British is that they do, you can compliment them. Because the only compliment I'll ever say about the British is they keep a very orderly naming style for their cryptids. Um, you know, this one could be a house cat too. And I'm sorry for the picture. I know that it gets a little gross. And honestly, I'm trying not to even look at it right now because it's just nasty and I'm sick of it. But that's the evidence they have. And it's a big dump. Um, you know, I... I it looks like how British people have those brown colored breakfasts and they just stepped in it and threw it on the ground and uh -huh. they said this big cat shit. Um, I'm sorry that I had to show you this. I'm going to skip um, through that because I don't want to look at that anymore. I'm, I'm tired of, I'm sorry that, you know, I did write this PowerPoint and I'm sorry for all the gross stuff, but it's just really getting, it's getting bothersome. All right, so this one's technically in Scotland, uh, Scotland which is fine. They are a pleasant people with musical voices. Uh, I do want to mention that I don't think Scottish people should be allowed to post online. Uh, but it just doesn't. It's, I don't. But this one's about the size of a dog. 
and it could just potentially be the result of it's this this one could just be another house cat um there's a report of an attack on a human she said that she can a be arse which i don't know what that means so we've been spending a lot of time trying to research what that means so we should get an account from her after the you know the beast of boucan attacked her but it's just a note we uh we have a lot of scholars that are investigating the meaning of that it's really frustrating all right, this is one of my favorites. Um, I'm disgusted by it, but it's super interesting. Um, the last British one. I promise everyone, the last British one. Um, so in January 2009, the first sighting of this cryptid was reported. Residents began hearing a garbled, nonsensical singing. It resembled the English language, but it was pretty unintelligible. And there's conflicting reports of its appearance. Um, it's said to be ursine in nature, friendly and bipedal. Um, many reports state that the beast skips in order to get around. Let's go ahead and go to the next slide. You can see a picture of it. And this is what it looks like. Um, the Central South Coast Freak <laughs> is an absolutely awful beast. Um, um, you know, there have been reports of this dark side, right, um, to this to this creature um there are credible reports that in reality the central south coast freak also known as henry is somehow being controlled by a badly burned man hmm. <laughs> a man so badly burned he cannot move and he cannot lay with a woman so he projects the bear as his avatar and gets off sexually thinking about it and all of its friends having adventures um you know this this being is supposedly surrounded by a posse so to speak called the anapals and these anapals can be range from harmless to very intimidating. Some of them can even fly airplane. Um, and they all have one thing in common, which they pretend to be friendly, but they are very hypersexually aggressive. Um, you can see I was going to say, this cryptid sounds very friendly and people should be nice to him. Well, this bear is reported to hate immigrants as well. Um, it is something. Well, that's, I, no good. I, well, that's uh, understandable. I would say that the, the research has proven that Henry is a uh, kind soul. He is a bear, and he's just going around making friends, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I, I like he that he's already stuffed. I would say... I like that he's already stuffed. This yeah. seems really controversial in the, in the community between you two doctors. This well, is uh, one of our major uh, talking points. One of, one of two, really. <laughs> one of two. One of, I'm not, one of two differences. One of two uh, vast differences. We are on opposite sides. Uh, um, I think you should shoot to kill with this bear. I think it hates immigrants. And it's a pervert. I think it's being controlled by a very badly. Pervert. I believe that uh, you know you should give it love and affection. That's what it has earned. All right. Now this is a kind of a more recent one. The Monkey Man of Delhi. There was a, a hysteria in Delhi in India um, in May of 2001. There were claims that a four-foot-tall monkey man with red eyes was attacking people at night. Uh, people became so afraid of this monkey man that they were opting to just end their own life in the safety of their homes because the idea of this monkey man attacking them was so visceral. Again, everyone thought it was four feet tall. They were still very afraid of it, um, you know. And this had to be addressed, and Prime Minister Vajpayee responded to the hysteria by sending out a unprecedented in Indian history, by the way, nationwide good morning text with, uh, you can see the text right there, a glittery lettering accompanied by a picture of coffee. Uh, and that was able to quell fears. Everyone got that good morning text, and everyone was quite relaxed and placid after that. 
but you know, still see some sightings of this monkey man. They turn out to be either monkey or men most of the time. All right, this is another type of, uh, um, let's say, a disagreement between uh, the doctor and me. Yes. Um, the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp. Uh, he was first reported by a local teen who drove into the so uh, swamp, and he said that a lizard bit his right. Ever since then, the town went crazy. People can't get enough of the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp. There are two different depictions right there of what it potentially looks like. I think the one on the right is kind of harmless and unintimidating. The one on the left is clearly stronger than the uh, one on the right. And if I may butt in, this I don't believe that it's two different depictions. I do believe it is two different species. Uh, the one on the left being a lesser version of the species um, that we should call Snect. And the one on the right is a vastly superior, maybe you call Vith. Uh, maybe he owns parts of two swamps and has several gold chains, chains that he wears. Um, it is in my research and my understanding that Vith is vastly superior to the Snect breed. Well, I think that Snect, um, if it is a separate breed and maybe not that they are part of the same breed and that perhaps the one on the left is the alpha male while the one on the right is more of, Well, it appears know, to me that the, the Vith looks like it actually comes from the swamp, whereas the Snect looks like it, it, it's in a parking lot. It is, is it more of an urban... <laughs> It looks here's it's taking a, like a selfie of itself <laughs> and it it's a more of an urban style is it a frog it doesn't look like a lizard to well me. it looks like a lizard to me honestly the one on the right doesn't kind of look like a lizard to me but i think that's a you know a difference we can kind of get over i think we have a little bit more on the yes okay and there's some more depictions of the lizard man at the bottom and and there's something that me we all agree on yes um in the community lizard men enjoy sitting on rocks and son mm -hmm. uh, uh doctor you've spent a lot of time studying lizard men uh, oh yes i am a uh, resident expert um at the uh, university in cincinnati on the lizard folk as i would call them yeah tell us about your impression uh my impression is that these uh cryptids tend to be view themselves as superior to the human race they are not as concerned with uh the happenings around the world they are willing to abandon anything going on just to sit on a rock and cook in that hot sun. They would refer to us as, you know, possibly soft skins or something in that matter, as we have a in the PowerPoint, bag, a, a meat bag, perhaps. And a uh, us, we have we're smarter than and, and an us. interesting fascination with bones. Um, they love the, bones. They really love bones. When they see a bone, their first inclination, if you will, is to turn it into a spear or some sort of weapon, um, in which to hunt more smaller animals to eat, and then use those bones into further weapons. All right, we're cutting it a little close here. Let's power through this last one. Uh, the Jersey Devil, um, everyone's familiar with it. Uh, Mother Leeds freaked out when she was pregnant and ha gave birth to this awful thing. And, um, you know, it's another thing there in the bottom right corner. If you see, if you have to throw up, no one will judge you. All it does, it's a little freak, and it goes around the Pine Barrens killing livestock, which, you know, a lot of this cryptid stuff, a lot of them just go straight for the livestock, and that's how you get to know about this stuff. But I'm sorry if you saw it and you had to throw up. If I saw that, I mean, this is the first thing I'm reaching for, you know. This is only a replica of my real gun. See, it has a, a fake laser pointer. It's only a replica. But this is uh, exactly what I use in the field um, to hunt, you know, cryptids only. I don't kill humans. 
Right now, the bunyip is a very interesting one. It's a swamp and river beast in Australia. And for those of you who are not familiar with Australia, it's like if Alabama was an island. There were many accounts of bunyips among early settlers. They were very scared of this thing. A lot of times they would just see manatee bones and just start freaking out, screaming, running around. Um, but you can see it's a long beast. It's it, it's a depiction of their biting a guy, biting him right in his penis. And that's got to hurt. I'm, I'm sorry there. I didn't realize that picture was so graphic. And if you have to throw up, I'm sorry again, but do what you have to and do. And I will say it is a, you know, Australian um, sort of folklore that the bunyips will break into your house and when you have 30 beers in a pack they'll be empty by the time you wake up in the floor in the morning right and this is blamed yeah. on the bunyip yeah a lot of people will try to avoid the uh, bunyip by drinking all of their beers beforehand staying up till about five or six in the morning um it that has not proven to be effective all right so the skull you know, they said uh, they they found this skull, right? And it's a messed up little thing. And they said, well, it could be a bunyip or it could be a freak. And the analyst lied and said it's a little thing, you know, because they were jealous of the cool discovery. Um, I really do like the bunyip. I think it's cool and strong. There's no blood, no guts, no poop stuff. And there's no evidence that's poop. There's no evidence that's gut. There's no evidence that's like throw up. So it's really good. It's got a skull, which is clean if you boil it, and uh, just really good thing to research. I did throw up once while looking up the bunyip. Uh, Dybbuk. Now, Dybbuk is Jewish, the Jewish language for Jewish Dracula in the Jewish language, right? So the term Dybbuk came to use in the 16th century about a person who possesses a person's soul. And you see a divic there in the bottom right that's like kind of grasping onto a guy and he's carrying it around. And then, you know, the uh, the uh, this is a man that's haunted by the divic right there, you can see. Uh, very terrified, bizarre looking. Um, people will often be suspective of uh, people's behaviors and say they're... So... There was this box, right? The evidence we have is that this lady was a Holocaust survivor and had this box that she said there was a Dybbuk stuck in it. I don't know how the Dybbuk got in there. I don't know what happened. But a lot of people wanted to kind of tempt fate and bought this box, which turned out to be a fucking bonehead move. Um, you know, the guy who bought it, his mom had a stroke, so he's like, the Dybbuk did it, right? And then sold it. And people kept buying this thing, and their hair would fall out cough up blood, their dicks got hurt, the pussies got hurt, their houses were haunted, they had bad breath, they started to get mean ideas about people in the world, and they started getting so horny that their nose started bleeding, like in the Japanese anime. Um, very, very kind of nasty stuff. That, that Alright. So now I want to brace everyone for the Pyramid of Truth. Right? And the top of it, I like to start at the top of a pyramid, build down. Now the top of it is understanding. The feeling of Mr. Satisfaction. Mr. Satisfaction is a fictional person I made up that I pretend to be when I'm satisfied. Um, that's when you see everything very clearly and you understand all of the cryptids and you know that you know the truth even if people don't. Below that you have seeing, ocular verification. That can count for poop or throw up or anything else that's nasty too. And then believing is what you need to do first in order to have that feeling. You have to automatically believe it the second you see it with no evidence in order for any of this to make sense. All right, these are just some general things of, uh, uh, you know, 
you mentioned in cryptozoology as they're real. Cryptids are real. People have seen them. Cryptids have become true. History will redeem us. Scientists are jealous because they don't get to cure anything anymore and they don't get to go to space anymore. So scientists are just lying now because they don't get to do cool stuff. Why should we? And, you know, I, I just want to do a final message. I'm very sorry that we mentioned poop. I showed you poop. I mentioned bad smells. I'm sorry if you puked. It was nasty, I know, but mm -hmm. it's what happened and I can't change. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. All it right. has been well, wonderful. Yeah. Thank I you so much. Everything I saw, I feel like I'm getting smarter about cryptids every day now. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we're just, you know, I'm glad to have an audience here. I want to thank everyone for joining me. It's been it's been a true pleasure. Uh, Dr. Devin Grendel, thank you so much. Uh, uh, thank Preston. you for having me. Thank you. And Ciao. Gordon Bailey Albright, thank you so uh, much. Yeah, well, I'll see ya. I you am know, I'm gonna go. Duber. I'm gonna go sleep in a tent in my backyard and hope an alien abducts me. That's a. Well, I that's think that's a, a kind of cryptid. That's a good. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, sure. We can count it. Who cares? My name is Dr. Duber. Signing off. Thank you so much. Living in this world filled with hatred and greed. What if Yoda was six feet tall and he smoked weed?